I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. Pre-order the new LFC 24-25 season Nike home kit now. You can pre-order it today for delivery from the 16th of May at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Monday after Liverpool went out of the FA Cup, 2-1 at the Amex against Brighton and Hove Albion. Our second defeat to Brighton in a couple of weeks. And the third time that under this new manager, Roberto De Zerbi, that they have outplayed us pretty comprehensively. Um, I asked Eddie if I could turn this podcast into a podcast where I just talk about things that are read rather than, you know, Liverpool, because it, it the, the title is just the Daily Red. It's not the, top, the Daily Red LFC or anything like that. So I could talk about things that were red, you know, like poppies and rubies and strawberries and chili peppers and rhubarb. And I have a whole list of 140 things here that are red. I also have a list of 20 football clubs who wear red, the 20 best football clubs who wear red. Unfortunately, at number one on that list is Liverpool. Um, there's no escaping this morass. There's no escaping this mess. So we should just briefly touch on the game. Eddie didn't even give me an answer. He just laughed at me. So, you know, I also asked if we could turn post-match Raw into um, a Celtic pod because that's the only footballing joy I have in my life at the moment. And I, I again, I was just laughed at. So I'm, I'm assuming that one's a no, but I'm I'm still hopeful on this thing. So, you know, tune in tomorrow where we might be talking about beetroot or northern red snapper or lobster or northern cardinals or cranberries. And wouldn't that be exciting? What a series we could make out of that. Uh, uh, every day we could talk about a different thing. That's 140 days worth of podcasts I could do without mentioning the Liverpool Football Club. Throw in the football teams, it's 159. You know, 159 days without having to talk about Liverpool. That would be that would be wonderful. Would be oh, like that's 32 weeks nearly worth of podcasts that I could do without talking about Liverpool. It'd be great. Next season will be here by the time we get back to talking about Liverpool. Um, but we should talk about the game. Um. I don't even know where to start. Klopp lined up with the team I think people were hoping for in terms of the personnel, with one exception, 
So I think a lot of people hoped that Darwin would come back, but he was on the bench. We had Allison in goal. Trent, Ibu, Joe, Robbo at the back. It's the best available defence. Thiago, Besetic, and Naby in midfield. It's the best midfield we have at the moment, which for a number of reasons is is hugely concerning. And then Salah, Gakpo, and Elliot in attack. And once again, Harvey Elliott left wing, Cody Gakpo through the middle. It, what the logic is here, I have no idea. We start off pretty well. Like, let's be fair. The first the first half, we played pretty well. And Harvey put us 1-0 up on 30 minutes from a Mo Salah through ball. Naby had been involved in the build-up. Naby to Mo, Mo to Harvey. Harvey scores. 1-0 up. And you start to feel, you know, maybe this is maybe this is turning itself around. Then Lewis Dunk scores nine minutes later. It's no longer turning itself around. It's just continuing on the same course of not being very good at the football. But you know, we get to half time. One one and, and the big gripe you can have is that we've once again conceded off a set piece, albeit a second action off a set piece. And the goal is a fluke. Like, there's no... Lewis Dunk doesn't mean to score that goal. It's Lamptey's shooting, and it just hits Dunk and, and finds its way in. Dunk is, knows nothing about it. Um, we go into the second half, and it's more of the same. They have more of the ball, but we're controlling the areas that they're able to play in. Defensively, yeah, Matoma's having a lot of joy against Trent, but it's manageable. The midfield is more than holding their own. The change to make here is Darwin on for Harvey. And Klopp does make that change on 59 minutes. Unfortunately, he made two other changes at the same time. He brought James Milner on for Trent and he brought Henderson on for Keita. And we lost all control at that point. All control. At the 60th minute of the, of the game, we'd had six, 46.1% of possession. We'd had seven shots. They'd had eight. We'd had two big chances. They'd had one. We had 0.92 XG. They had 0.85. They were having more of the ball. We were the more threatening team. After the subs, our possession dropped to 40.4. We had one shot. They had five. We had zero big chances. They had one. Our expected goals plummeted to zero, zero point zero six, and theirs rose to 1.16. The starting midfield was not the problem. And Stephen Drennan is where I got those numbers from. Um, the starting midfield was not the problem. By the time Fabinho came on, with minutes remaining, we had given up four shots 
in the nine minutes prior to him coming on. Now, Fabinho came on and stank the place out. There's no question. But Fabinho was brought on to try and wrestle back some control that had been lost. Came on in 85. Curtis had come on six minutes previously as the first attempt to stem the tide. That hadn't worked. Fab comes on and by that point was a lost cause. They were all over us. They were dominant. They were creating great chances or great opportunities. One great chance. A minute in, Fabinho gets booked and and should have been sent off. Like, if we're all being honest, he should have been sent off. He thought he was going to get sent off. It's a really, really poor challenge on Evan Ferguson. Now, it's not a dangerous challenge. It needs to be pointed out. There's no real force in it. It's just a really bad challenge. It's from behind. He goes through the ankle. And you would hope that Evan Ferguson is going to be okay. But for me, the, the two things that came into my head were Van Basten, which looked a fairly innocuous challenge at the time, and Dean Ashton. Now, I know there are different levels of player, but Dean Ashton, I remember, had just been called up into the England squad when he got tackled in training and his ankle went, and that was basically career over for him. And for Van Basten, it was career over after the tackle by Jurgen Kohler. And he was the best striker in the world at the time. And Evan Ferguson obviously is the best striker in the world right now. So it was a bit, it's a bit concerning. You'd hope that he's going to be okay. But I've seen so many people rush to blame Fabinho for us losing the game. The game was slipping away before he came on. He came on to try and stop that. And in fact, they only had one shot after he came on. So he was on the pitch for nine minutes. They had one shot. Now, admittedly, they did score, but it wasn't his fault. Whereas in the nine minutes before he came on, they had four shots. So clearly, Fab coming on, despite the fact that he himself was poor, it did improve our defensive structure a small bit. Now, their second goal, their winner, is is a, a moment of genius from Matoma. And I've seen a lot of people give Joe Gomez a lot of abuse over this. And you need to have a word at yourself. This is just an outrageous bit of skill. Now, I know that Danny Welbeck scored a similar goal, but he didn't. Danny Welbeck's goal was not similar to this. Danny Welbeck just lifted it over on the run. Matoma has an unbelievable first touch. Everybody thought he was shooting. Everybody thought he was shooting. Danny Welbeck was never shooting the first time. And how he bet Gomez was Gomez's body momentum was bringing him in one direction. Everybody thought he was shooting. So Joe Gomez does what you're told to do. Tried to block the shot. And yes, he ends up looking ridiculous. He ends up looking really ridiculous. But it's a brilliant bit of skill by Matoma. And it's a brilliant finish. But make no mistake, we lost that game when Klopp made those substitutions on 59 minutes. That's when that game went from we might win this to if we get home with a draw here, we will be blessed. Now, my view is I would rather have lost 
then drawn and had to play a replay because we're not going to win. We weren't going to win this competition anyway. And our sole focus now has to be fourth. Has to be. Nothing else matters. Now, we have the Champions League, but that's always like a bonus, having the Champions League. That's not a domestic competition. And those games are scheduled in. But domestically, our sole focus needed to be fourth. There's there's nothing else worth playing for. We have to be in the Champions League next season. Because if we're not, you can forget about a major rebuild. You can forget about Jude Bellingham. You can forget about signing anybody at any kind of real cost. And we need mass recruitment this summer. We need a huge turnover in that squad. And I noticed that the Anfield Talk did a did a poll or a, a, a thread of polls with regards to keep, sell, loan. Something that we've done here many times. In fact, I think myself and Joe Con- uh, Joseph Cousins did the original podcast on this uh, many years ago. So let's go through the results. Alison Becker, 97% said keep. Uh, the 3% who said sell should probably consult uh, some sort of physician. Uh, Kelleher, 76% said keep. I would say sell purely on the basis of we need the money, but I would rather keep him, obviously. Trent, 94% said keep. And given how the season's gone, I'm not surprised that there's 6% that said sell. Uh, Ramsey, 50% said keep. 5% said sell, which is the most brain-dead thing I've ever seen. Not ever, but, you know. And 44% said loan. I know that rounds up to 99%, but obviously there's a percentage that's split across the votes. I think loan is the right answer here. Matip, 58% said keep. No, sell. Sell. Age, injuries, and he's been awful for a year now. Outright awful. He won Player of the Month last February, a month in which he played poorly, and he's been poor since. Gomez, 65% said sell. I agree. I would sell Joe. And I was thinking of this last night. People said, oh, you have to keep Joe for the, the quota. Fair. But if you could get let's say 15 million for Matip and 30 for Gomez. That's 45 million. 45 million will get you a hell of a centre-back. And you could bring in someone like Tolson from Fulham on a free, because he's had a contract. And he's a good, solid Premier League centre-back. He's not not spectacular, but he's solid. And he could be your fourth centre-back. So you could go and buy, say, let's say Bella Kotchup. If if Southampton go down, or even if they don't, you could probably get Bella Kotchup for, I don't know, somewhere in the region of 
35 million. Get Tolson for free, and then they have 10 million left to put into buying midfielders. You've kept your homegrown quota, but you've gotten younger and you've gotten a much higher ceiling type of player in Belakotchup. Remember as well, Seth Vandenberg becomes homegrown next season, as does Reese Williams. Now, I'd be moving Reese on, but I think I'd be keeping Seth Vandenberg, Vandenberg as part of the squad. And I'd also be quite interested to see if we'll move for his brother this summer as well, because he's 18, which means if you got him now, in three years, he would become a homegrown player. And he's apparently more talented than Sepp. So Vandenberg is the fifth centre-back next season, would be ideal. So you'd have him and Tolson as homegrown. So that's a decent way to keep the squad fresh. Um, Van Dijk, 95% said keep. Again, with how he's played, I can kind of understand why 5% said sell. Ibu Kanate, 97%. So who are these 3% that said sell? Who are these 3%? Who are these people? I want to meet them. Andy Robertson, 94% said sell. If we got a really good offer for Robbo, I'd probably take it. Just given his age and the fact that I do think he's declining ever so slightly. Costas, 83% said keep. He's an easy sell for me. An easy sell. He'll be worth good money this summer. And you can find a cheap left back to fill in. And preferably maybe a homegrown left back. Fabinho, 79% said sell. And I can get on board with it 100%. I think you either need to sell him or you make him the matchup replacement at centre-back. I think if you can get good money for Fabinho, you move him on. Um, Henderson, 66% said sell. I'm amazed that it's, it's that low. Like, how are we not universally in agreement on this? The lad's been garbage for 18 months. He was poor the year before that. He's not a player in poor form at this point. He's just a poor player. And we've got two more years left at 10 million a year. Like, he is one of the most obvious candidates to go under any other manager. But Jurgen, I'm not too loyal, Klopp is too loyal. Besetich, 93% said keep, 7% said loan. Uh, Keita, 37% said to extend, 63% said leave, let him leave. I would let him leave, but mostly for his own benefit. I think the club would benefit from keeping him, but I think his career would be better if he left. Uh, Ox, 4% said extend, 96% said let go. That's how it should be. Thiago, 93% said to keep, 7% said to sell. James Milner, 71% said to let go for free. 29% said extend. What What is wrong with these people? Harvey Elliott, 75% said keep. 18% said loan. 7% said sell. If, I, if, if we got a good offer for Harvey, if we got 
25, 30 million on some add-ons, you, you, it would be wise to take it. Talented as he is, he just doesn't fit. Curtis Jones, he you have to keep Curtis because of the quota. But 9% said keep, 29% said loan, 61% said sell. Carvalho, 50, 48% said keep, 47% said loan, 5% said sell. I would loan, but again, if we got 20 million and some offers, absolutely sell. Or 20 million and some add-ons, rather, absolutely sell. Salah, 79% said keep. And I noticed that um, on the Anfield Index Twitter, we have a poll up at the moment. Dystopian future. Newcastle finish in the Premier League's top four to qualify for Champions League next season. And their Saudi owners bid £100 million for Salah, the poster boy of the Arab world. Considering the size of the rebuild required at Liverpool, do you take it? At the moment, 65% are saying yes. It's a really tough one. I, I think if if we do miss Champions League, it, it might be the only way we can actually rebuild. Uh, Jota, 95% said keep. Darwin, 93% said keep. Diaz, 97% said keep. And Firmino... 70% said extend his contract. Again, like, what have you been watching for the last three seasons? I know we had a couple of good games this season, but that's what it was. A couple of good games, like four, where he did some stat pad. And he's injured now for over a month from a small injury that was meant to take a couple of days. Madness. I can't even be arsed with the... With the sites. Uh, this is Anfield, Liverpool.com. Check them out. There'll be loads of stuff there. On Anfieldindex.com, um, there's a piece up, and the window ends once again with a loan. Uh, this was written by Stephen Smith. Uh, it profiles um, Matteo Guendosi, who's an interesting player, um, and also someone that's rumoured to be available for loan. He's also meant to be a bellend, so that's that's something just to consider there. Um, and then there's a piece on Sander Burge written by David Davis. Sander Burge just isn't good enough to play for us. He just isn't. He has regressed drastically from where he was a few years ago. And I keep saying people say, oh, you could play as a six or an eight. The best role for him since moving to Sheffield United, has been as a 10. It hasn't been as a 6 or an 8. So I don't really think there's much logic in us signing him, regardless of whether Klopp has a hard-on for him or not. Uh, We have a few new podcasts. There is an Anfield Index podcast, episode 354. Trev and Lisa Marie talking about Sean Dyche, Anthony Gordon, Moises Caicedo, and a bunch of other things. There is a post-match Raw, which was Guy and Justin Wells, God bless them, having to talk about that. And there is a Scouser Tommies entitled Cecil's Banner. Jim Boardman and Tony Evans there having a chat. 
for those who want uh, an escape from the football, there is a buzz, a buzz podcast which should be out today or tomorrow. Myself and Brother Downey discussing JFK, Kevin Costner, and great 90s movies. So give that a listen. And I'll see you tomorrow. To talk about, I don't know, red bell peppers, hopefully. Hopefully we get the go-ahead for the, you know, the new revamped Daily Red. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.